Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Cunningham, and I want to welcome you or welcome you back to another episode of KC's Conversations. Follow me and catch up on all the previous episodes at kacunningham.com. Also, be sure to check out my Instagram and Twitter. Both handles are k underscore Cunningham 32. In this episode, I am joined by Coach Christy Lane, the Sports Performance Coordinator for the Major League Soccer Team Orlando City. Christy works in the realm of nutrition and data collection for the club. We discuss the importance of language within the club, specifically between her and the strength and conditioning coach. She explains her self-identity discovery not only as a coach, but also her natural self. How can you add more value to your program or organization? Listen in to find out how Christy plans to add value with her future interns. I hope you all find ways to apply the things Christy shares with us. With that, let's take a dive into our conversation. Okay, today I would like to welcome Christy Lane to this episode of Casey's Conversations. Christy, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Grateful to have you on today. I like to begin each episode with a moment to have you share what you're grateful for today. Wow. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard some great answers on some of the other episodes, so I had to think of a good one. Um, and it, it kind of came yesterday. I was uh, at work in Orlando, um, but uh, we had um, a launch, a rocket launch yesterday. Um, so I'm originally from Titusville. That's where I grew up. That's um, Kennedy Space Center is what they're known for. So the older I'm getting, the more I'm kind of realizing that rocket launches and shuttle launches are not the usual for most people. Um, so I was outside at work eating breakfast, watching a rocket launch. So that was, that was a really cool experience. That's awesome. Can't say I've ever seen one of those. So, (laughs) um, that's really cool. Excited to have you on today and learn more about you. Let's jump in and uncover how you have gotten to where you are today. So what are your experiences, uh, growing up with sports? I grew up playing sports, started in like little league, um, softball pitch or coaches pitch, whatever it was called back then. Um, and then played a little bit of soccer, um, growing up, uh, kind of quit that to play basketball. That's what my friends were playing. So I, I kind of chose that. Um, basketball was really where I fell in love with sport and competing, um, had some great coaches, um, along the way, as well as made some great friends. Um, my dad and my brother got me into golf. So that was pretty interesting experience to play golf for a little while. Um, and then from there in high school, I got into student athletic training. So I got to see the behind the scenes, um, of sport and competition. So that was, that was kind of my sport, um, competition, uh, growing up, um, and, and where I really just fell in love with all types of sports, getting to play four different ones really. Yeah. Do you still play golf? Occasionally. I went, um, I went in July was the most recent time, unfortunately to play. And it's just too hot. It's too hot down here in Florida. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll maybe leave that for a winter sport. Yeah. There you go. Well, you can do that down there. Yeah. (laughs) I play golf as well. I just picked it up and playing soccer and then moving to an eye hand coordination sport was there you go. (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah, the ball doesn't move, but it's still really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's so small. It's just, you know, and I wanted to use my hips because I'm used to that with soccer. So it was just whew, a whole shenanigans. I ended up taking lessons because I was like, okay, I need someone to help me so that if I'm supposed to go play with people who are really good, yeah, I won't look like a complete idiot. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good way to just kind of... Um, 
compete, but also just have conversations while you're out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. I would shoot. You can play by yourself. You don't even have to go with anybody. There's that too. Yeah. Um, student athletic training. So funny story. I actually thought I wanted to be an athletic trainer. So we had very similar uh, paths. It sounds like in that regard. And then they told me academically, there was no way I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Being yeah. a collegiate athlete and trying to do the athletic training hours and all that kind of stuff. So obviously I went down another path and here I am today. So tell me a little bit about like your experience with the athletic training and then maybe how it shifted and gotten you to where you are today. Yeah. So I, I never got that far as you did with student athletic training. Um, very quickly, I realized I didn't like the dislocated fingers and blood and stuff like that. Um, the taping, taping ankles and wrists and stuff was cool. Um, but I was not a fan of the medical side. So I asked the student athletic trainer, I was a freshman in high school and I asked the student athletic trainer, Hey, I like this behind the scene thing. What is something similar? She said, I got it. You want exercise science. You want to be a strength coach. So I was a freshman in high school and I knew what my major was going to be in college. Um, so that was, I had my heart set and it was just about, okay, get through high school. This is what you're going to do. Um, so I ended up at Florida state and did, um, exercise science just like I, I had planned on. Um, and really appreciated some unique um, experiences there. Um, I got to do a study abroad trip and we went to South Africa. Um, so at the time, Florida state was getting a connection going, um, between, uh, East Carolina university as well as, um, university in South Africa. So we were like the, the guinea pig trial, um, to go over there. We got to see cricket and rugby teams in the gym. Um, we also went to a, um, like a jockey academy for horse racing or horse. Um, and it was, it was very interesting, different to see that with, um, young kids, um, over there. So that was really cool. Um, that was all set up by Dr. Hickner and Dr. Ormsby. Um, so that was, I really appreciated that just from a culture perspective to get out of the U S for the first time and, and really experience different cultures and how things are done. Um, driving on the left side of the road, you know, little things like that. Um, so I got out of Florida state and was looking for some work, some experience as a, as a coach. And I got connected with a company called Titus. They were a company from Tallahassee that had uh, expanded down to Orlando. So I got connected with them and I said, hey, I'm from Florida State. Like I knew you guys were up in Tallahassee and I tried to get with you guys there. Um, but I was graduating. So the timing wasn't right. And they said, yeah, well, we have one in Orlando. Like here's their um, contact information. So that was really my first coaching experience. Um, we had like a double... Uh, responsibilities, I guess you could say. We did um, like school co uh, PE, physical education, um, so young elementary kids. And then in the evenings, we would coach um, this like volleyball academy. So I got to run warm ups and be in a weight room. Um, so we were kind of having a dual experience um, at the same time. Um, unfortunately, that like folded. So it, it, I had to go quickly find something else. Um, ended up in personal training, hated it, had to find a way out of it. Um, so I, I quit that to take an opportunity in Charlotte. Um, 
unpaid internship, moved up for three months and um, did the hard work. That was for sure the first like eye opening. This is how you take care of a weight room. You clean it for two hours and then you get to go coach. Um, and I, I got a unique uh, opportunity with um, one of the guys that was there. He went um, and worked at App State. So he came into this facility and he ran it like a college coach. Uh, you know, med balls are stacked this way and the numbers face out and all, uh, all of the bumper plates are even and um, upright. So it, it was very meticulous in how we we ran that weight room, even though it was a, a private weight room. Um, so that was definitely a, a an attention to detail um, experience uh, was what I learned there. Came back from that and didn't really have anything. It was about a year um, of, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm applying to all these jobs and internships and nothing's really happening. I'm not getting phone calls back, emails back, let alone any interviews. Um, so you really start to question like, I don't know, do I need to start thinking about another job? Cause I'm, uh, I guess at that point, two years removed from college, didn't have anything on the table. Um, so I decided to go back to school and pursue a master's degree, started that at UCF. And I did about a year, uh, maybe a little less. And I realized I needed to be an online student. Um, if I was going to have to move for a job, if something came along, or if I was going to um, be able to work odd hours like a strength coach does, um, I would need to be an online student. So I transferred to Liberty uh, University Online and basically had to start all over, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, um, but it's okay. I'm in my last semester now, so um, it worked out. As I was um, making that transfer um, of, uh, of schools, I applied for um, a performance nutrition internship with Orlando City. And I was like, you know what, I have nothing else going right now. Um, and I don't see anything happening. I'll, I'll just throw my hat in the ring. We'll see what happens. Um, so that was January 2018. Um, right as I was starting at Liberty. Um, that's first semester of Liberty, you know, going in for this internship. And um, so I applied on Tuesday, got a call from Ricky Keene the dietitian here on Thursday, um, we talked for like an hour, hour and a half. And she said, Hey, can you start on Monday? And I was like, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't have to be in class anywhere. So yeah, I can be there. Um, so I, I was an intern technically for eight months and then they brought me on, um, in August, uh, of that season. So went through all off season. And, and then last year was my first, um, season on staff full time. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope people, uh, can take some notes right there and just realize that the path that you took of realizing that your job could move you anywhere in the country quite frankly, taking the leap of faith to just start school all over for what the third time. Yeah. Um, just so that you could, uh, get a position that ultimately fit within the scope of what you wanted to do. So are you still doing the nutrition side of things or is it strictly performance based? 
Uh, a little bit. So she brought me on as performance nutrition. So I got to do the data collection side of it. A lot of hydration tests, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but that came with wellness questionnaires and weigh-ins and weigh-outs for sweat rates. So there was performance inside of that nutrition. And I always kept, uh, I, I tried to get a close relationship with the strength coach and the, the sports scientist. Um, and then because of that and, and some other things that happened in the off-season of 2018, um, 2019, I was able to take over the GPS, um, monitoring of the guys. So that was really a a big skill that I got to learn last year and really become comfortable with. Um, and then right now we're actually in off season workouts. So I'm in the gym with, um, with our strength conditioning coach and, um, just learning how he says things. So that way next year it's seamless transition for when I'm in the gym on a normal, um, Tuesday or Wednesday lift. Sure. So the importance of that language. So that way it's always consistent for those guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because a lot of these athletes, like surprisingly, even though they're professional athletes, if they're coming from overseas or out of states, this might be their first time in the weight room. Um, So that's that's kind of a, a... they're 20 something years old, but they have no experience in the gyms. Um, so I want to make sure that, um, I'm, uh, consistent with what our strength coaches is, is saying to them. Um, and so that way, if I'm in there on my own, um, he has something else or, or what have you, um, we have a big group and I have to be in there with him. He's not by himself. He trusts me at that point. Cause I spent hopefully all, all season with him. Yeah. Yeah. Trust, such a big part of all that too. I mean, yeah. the language can be the same, but if he doesn't trust you that you're going to be saying the right things or doing the right things when he's not there, then, you know, that relationship is null and uh, in its ability to help those guys be the best that they can be. So that's awesome. Do you also work with the women or is this just the men's program? So how does that work for you guys? I, I do a little bit with the women, not as, not as much. They are kind of run separately. They have their own strength coach, which is awesome. Um, and so I have gotten to see sometimes, um, if I'm not busy, I can hop in there and, and watch. Um, most of my responsibilities for the women hang more on the nutrition side, um, scheduling interns or, or helping out, um, getting things set for, for their meals. Um, so, so unfortunately not as much, um, on the strength and conditioning side with the women. Um, but since we are in the same offices, I get to communicate with their performance staff all the time. Um, especially when it comes to to things that obviously the men don't have to deal with. So we had a, a player come back from pregnancy, um, this year. So obviously I have a lot of questions for how the strength coach and, and the athletic trainer are handling that process. Um, sure. so that's, that's definitely cool that we are so close, um, that we can just spit forth, um, back and forth over the, the cubicles basically. Yeah. Well, golly, I think that too right there is huge for anybody listening, not, I mean, your primary responsibility kind of sounds like it's with the men, but also to have that relationship with the women so that if people do ever need you down the road or whatever that may be, you have that connection and people feel comfortable coming to you for questions, or maybe that leads to another job at some point down the road. Who, who knows? Right. Right. Yeah. They're, they're an awesome group. So it, even if it nothing happens from a, um, you know, job standpoint, they've, they've been awesome yeah. just from a performance standpoint and to, to be able to talk shop, you know? Yeah. Yep. Oh, sometimes it's not about who, you know, it's about who knows you. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. 
All right. Can you give us um, some people who have had the biggest impact on you, maybe just as a person or as a coach, however you'd like to address that. And then if you can think of some things that little nuggets they've dropped on you or something they've taught you um, to make you better so that hopefully the listeners can take some things away to improve themselves as well. Yeah, um, for sure. It goes back to when you're a, a student athlete, you know, all the way back to your first time. Uh, I was eight years old. You know, your first coach is, has an impression on you. Um, so I had some great basketball coaches taught um, great things about just character and, and etiquette, um, how to present yourself when you're out in public. Um, you have the team t-shirt on, you do not represent yourself, you represent the club or, or the team at that point. So how you handle yourself um, definitely represents more than you. Um, so those are things outside of basketball that still are relevant today. If I'm out and about in a club t-shirt, you handle yourself differently, even though you're not on the clock. Um, so, so those are definitely things that still stick with me today. Um, and then more recently, um, being with the performance staff, um, here at Orlando city, um, things from just like being willing to answer questions anytime and, and annoying questions all the time. I, I want to learn. So I have questions. Um, and so now being in the position that I'm in, I have interns who are looking at me to answer questions. So sure. am I available to them in the same way that people were available to me during my internship? Um, that was definitely something I was listening to Stephanie Mock talk about with her interns. Um, and that kind of, uh, kicked me in the butt a little bit was I was so focused on this, my first year and full-time staff. And am I doing my job properly that maybe I didn't connect with the interns and, and instill in them a great internship like I had. Um, so definitely something that I look forward to, to next year. Um, and then outside of coaching, um, or, or maybe outside of people that I've known personally, um, I've really watched Becky Hammond. Um, I watched her when she was a player and I wanted to be a WNBA player just like her. Sure. And then I watched her during all-star weekend and, and I was like, Oh, look at her talk with Tim Duncan or, you know, Popovich. And then when she became an assistant coach, I went, yeah, obviously that makes sense. Um, so I, I definitely want, wanted to, um, handle my career similar, um, in a sense, uh, for, for what she's done. Yeah. Golly. Ask a lot of questions, but also be willing to answer questions. Yeah. You're the one who's in that leading uh, yeah. position. Shout out it's to Stephanie Mock for uh, dropping some nuggets <laughs> in the previous episode of Casey's yeah. Conversations. Yeah, it's it's a new experience. Definitely not something you learn in school. You're so worried about exercise and program design and everything. And they don't tell you anything about interns being under you, um, hiring interns and things like that. Yeah. What's one thing that you think going into next year that you can make better for those interns underneath you? I know you're in your first year, but like what's something maybe you plan on changing for those kids to, to help them out? Yes. Well, so this will be going into my second year, um, uh, being, um, kind of not in charge of them. Our dietitian is more in charge of them, but having a hand in that. Sure. Um, but I would like to develop some sort of organized curriculum. It probably won't last the whole season. It's a very long season, but if we can get eight weeks or 10 weeks of something, um, 
just to kind of help them maybe formulate some questions. Um, Cause not every intern is just going to come in having questions. Sometimes they might need to be prompted a little bit yeah. and get the wheel spinning and then they have some questions. Um, so that would be, that would be something, um, some sort of curriculum, um, even if it's not super organized, just like, Hey, here's a, here's an article. Let's talk about this, um, thing. And the reason why this article is important is because we're actually living this article out in our day to day. Um, sure. the most recent I can, ex uh, you know, say to that was when I was an intern, um, our director handed out an article on cooling techniques. Um, and in Florida, that is the most relevant like thing. So we implemented some of those techniques. So it was the first experience for me to see an article transition into practical experience. So I, I would love to have something like that to give back to the interns. Yeah, that's awesome. Man, making interns better so the whole world can be better. Hopefully, right? Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit. Can you give us an obstacle um, or something that you've struggled with and that you've overcome during uh, your journey? And then what advice would you offer for those experiencing something similar or maybe the exact same thing? Hmm. I would maybe have to say something along the lines of, of confidence or, or for me, it intertwines with being introvert. Um, I think that there are uh, stereotypes that strength coaches are extrovert and they're loud and rowdy, and that's not always the case. Um, so I was always worried about how I was going to coach um, and be that way because that's what I saw, right? Um, getting to Charlotte, I had three months, um, six hours, five times a week to develop that skill, coaching skill, to be honest, to figure out what my coaching personality was going to be. Um, and that, um, definitely was something that I had to work through, um, figuring out almost in a sense of who am I as a coach? Um, and it's, it's kind of come into, okay, I'm, pretty, um, active, uh, when I'm on the floor, but outside of the gym or kind of on my own, I'm very quiet. So it's almost like, a um, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know, thing happening there. Um, and that's, that's okay. Um, it requires me to kind of have, um, a chill period of where I come out of that extrovert and I have to calm down for a little while. Um, just because I know who I am, um, outside of coaching. Yeah. So it, it's learning who you are as a person, but then also learning who you are as a coach. And that just takes time being on the floor, um, and seeing how you, how you handle yourself. Yeah. Well, I do have to give you props because for all of our listeners, uh, Christy emailed me to thank me for the podcast and I do this to everyone. So they thank me for the podcast and it's so great to hear it. And then I tell them, I'm so honored that you listen. Hey, would you want to be on an episode? <laughs> and most yeah. of the time I feel like the response is what I got from you. Like, do I really want to do this? I don't know. Um, yeah. But you had the courage to do it. So um, thank you. I definitely, I appreciate the, the asking because it's a, it's a making me uncomfortable to get better. And I, I appreciate that kind of push, um, yeah. through email. <laughs> yeah. Well, that courage will take you a long way. So, um, and then the other thing that, uh, came to mind when I heard you talking about that was, 
a gentleman, Jeremy Boone, uh, has told me and some other people that you can't outperform your self-identity. So like you're saying, if you don't know who you are as a person and then who you are as a coach, you would never have that transition period of like, okay, I need some time to chill out and come out of my extrovert coaching self into my introvert um, outside of coaching self. So um, hopefully people can sit down and do some reflection on that as well. Cause I think that's extremely important to, uh, being a successful coach and being the best that you can be for your athletes. So, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's authenticity too. Like the players are going to see right through that if you're putting it on. And, and at the same time through an eight month season, you're not going to put on that face for eight months. Like y- sure. your real self is going to come out at some point. So might as well just do the work to figure it out. And they'll call you on your bluff as soon as it does. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You were excited the other day, and now today you're <laughs> like, what's going on here? Yeah, and then it won't matter what you're programming, because now they're just questioning you. Amen to that, sister. All right, let's finish this up with a few questions here. Can you give us a book that has positively shaped you? Yeah, so I'm going to throw it back a little bit. Um, Reach for the Summit by Pat Summit and Sally Jenkins. Um, That book I read in middle school, and it is the reason why I wear a watch every single day. Um, They, uh, she kind of called out, I think it was like a freshman for being late to class and it had to do with a watch. Um, So it was, it was definitely a book that still has an impact on me today. Wow. So you're never late. Well, hopefully because you have your watch on. Hopefully not, but at least the watch is there. We'll blame it on on the battery dying or something. Yeah, there you go. Or somebody switched the time on you, daylight savings, I don't know, something of that nature. Reach for the summit. Yeah, so so if if you're asking us for books, what book had an influence on you? Ooh, okay. I like this. Um, Well, there's probably a lot, but the one most recent is going to have to be, and I'm going to hold this up because it's right here on my desk. Um, Women's basketball head coach, Amanda Butler, shout out to her. We do summer reads with our team. So pretty cool. She writes us a a little note on the inside of the cover. Oh, that's cool. And she chose why the best are the best. Hmm. So most recently, um, the author, Kevin Eastman, came and spoke to our team and our staff. So that probably is why it's sitting towards the top right now, because you get to read it and then you get to ask him questions and ask him specific questions about your program and hear him talk to your girls and just a a cool experience. So there's probably a little added uh, punch in there for that one too. So yeah, a little motivation to make sure that you read it. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. If you didn't read it, you probably would have no idea what he was talking about in his presentation, (laughs) but um, no, yeah, that's uh, that and extreme ownership. Um, Jocko and Leif, those two uh, have done a great job with their books. So those are my those are my books. Thanks awesome. for asking. No one else has done that. I lied. <laughs> Hootie did my first episode. She completely flipped the script on me. So, um, all right. Can you share something interesting about yourself that most people listening don't know? Um. I guess randomly, probably the most interesting would be that I'm a certified scuba diver. 
Whoa! I guess being from Florida, that kind of is a requirement, maybe? Surfing or or scuba diving, I guess. See, I'd be afraid that when I went down, my tank wasn't going to work or something crazy. I don't know. The little, what's my little tube called? Yeah, yeah. Glob lander and suck in all the water. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little scary, especially if it's been a few years and you go do a refresher course and they make you like, take your mask off and everything. And you're just like, I hope this never happens. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I'm never in this position. That's great. Can you give us a call to action for the strength and conditioning profession? Something that our listeners can do after they hear our conversation today. Uh, Kind of a a motto or mantra that we've had um, just as a staff has, has been control the controllables. Um, There's, these are, adult athletes and if they go play golf after training that's what they go do and that's unfortunately going to affect how they feel the next day um and you can't control that it's just what can you do maybe to modify training or get them some extra recovery um so so that is in terms of how we handle the players but also you can you can pull that out and tell the players just control the controllables you don't have control over who is in the 18 that is the coach's decision so it works for them too and then from a staff perspective that's honestly worked for us we've had some staff turnover unfortunately the nature of pro sports um and that's a management decision so all you can do is make sure that you are satisfied with the job that you've done when you left the building yep that's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's been definitely motivating for us to get through the, some of those hard drag, drags, those hard days. Um, don't we all have them? You yeah. Your, find your thing that's going to get you through them. All right. Uh, Christy, it's been amazing. <laughs> Excuse me. Woo. It's been amazing to learn more about you and your experiences. I know I got better today hearing about attention to detail. Mm-hmm. The importance of language within um, a program and staffs ask questions and then answer or find the answers yeah. for questions of those that you're leading. And then obviously, like you just said, control the controllables. So I hope our listeners uh, got better hearing it as well. Where can the listeners go to find out more about you or to contact you with questions? Uh, so I would say email is the fastest. Um, so my email is clane at orlandocitysc.com. Um, that's definitely the fastest for me. Uh, for those that are more social media, I do have an Instagram, um, lanecj11. I'm not really on that. Um, so just be patient with me. If I if it's a week before I get back to you, I will get back on that. <laughs> Um, so that's, those are probably the two most reliable. Excellent. I'll put those in the show notes. I'll lead with the email. So if people really want to contact you, they can uh, start there and then work their way to Instagram if that's the case. But thanks again for joining me. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on and hear more about your journey and your experiences. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for this podcast. Like I told you in the email, I really think you are filling a gap in the podcast world um and so i appreciate you doing this yeah absolutely thank you for listening to this episode of casey's conversations if you have liked what you heard please subscribe rate and leave a review to help continue to accomplish the mission of highlighting female strength and conditioning coaches